I just need another. Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm not sure if you got the first time, but welcome back. Um, we <laughs> Take just, two. We just did like a whole hour of recording without realizing that it actually wasn't recording. This is what happens when you let Redskin fans run the show. Right. This is exactly what happens. But what we were just getting into is we were talking about, for fantasy purposes, the Seattle wide receiving core and how that was going to shape out. And we all were in solidarity with thinking that Tyler Lockett's going to be a number one, yep. target him in the first seven rounds. That's a guy that's going to be a quality number two wide receiver for you. Also, Chris Carson, same type of thing. If you are desperate for a running back fantasy, if you're looking to, you really need another solid guy running back there, Chris Carson's a good guy to target. Now, our next thing that we were talking about was Jimmy Graham. How did we think Jimmy Graham was going to do this year in fantasy? And Chris basically shot that down like an IED. Hey, if you're looking for 40 catches for 400 yards and four touchdowns, Jimmy's your guy. I just, there are too many weapons at wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones is no slouch at running back, and I really like Jamal Williams. I think he's underrated, but I mean, he, he he's a good backup. But He is. Look, I drafted him ahead of Aaron Jones last year only because of Aaron Jones' suspension. I wanted to come back around and handcuff him with Aaron Jones, but douchebag jumped me on that, and he yeah. got that before. That blew me. But now, look, Aaron Jones is the number one running back there, and I really do like Jamal Williams because, like we said before, consistency. And look, Aaron Rodgers running back you always have to go with. He's, he's gonna never going to face eight in the box. You know, he's you, you put eight in the box on Aaron Rodgers, he smiles at the line of scrimmage. And you know he's going to have goal line touches. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, everyone. I completely forgot. Welcome to the Burgundy Zone. Oh, welcome <laughs> to the Burgundy Zone. <laughs> I am Kyle. I am joined by Michael Hall, Black Mike, not White Mike. And mm-hmm. also we have a special guest with us, a fellow drunkie, Christopher Bernard. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thanks so for now, me. let's start getting into a little bit of the actual NFL. Yeah. Of how we think things are going to shape out. And last week, Mike and I had talked about how we thought the division was going to rank. And you being a Packers fan, I want to break this down from your perspective. How do you think your division plays out? Uh, our division? Well, I mean, you have to say Chicago's on top right now. Ever since Khalil Mack. And if Trubisky progresses like I honestly think he's going to progress, I still see them taking the division again this year. I'm hoping we can beat the Vikings out for a wild card spot. I'm... Not that optimistic about it, unless our defense really shows improvement. Now, look, I, I, I think the Vikings are on a downtrend, though. They I, are, I think, I think but they're looking up at you. I don't think that at all. I think that we have to prove that. I think, you know, the Vikings were better than us last year. They were 8-7-1. We were seven. We were, we were like 7-8-1 and one or some shit like that. But, no, we right, as of right now, we're the third best team in the division. That's how I'm looking at it. If we can come out opening night and beat Chicago in Chicago and we don't need a miracle Aaron Rodgers fourth quarter comeback to do it I think that'll set the tone and then we become the favorites in the division again but as of right now Chicago's the Kings in the North we need to dethrone the Bears uh we need to figure out a way to block Khalil Mack I'm never worried about the Lions I I don't even see them as a team like you're not worried about CJ Anderson in Detroit oh shit you're right okay let me rephrase that (laughs) no if the Lions if they could convince Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson to come out of retirement and I would still say eh they're like a 3 and 13 team like if they called Joey Harrington right literally yeah no then they're Super Bowl bound yeah then they're Super Bowl bound that's funny. The only thing Matt Stafford can do better than Aaron Rodgers is chug beer, we found out. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is understandable. When, you, when you're on the Lions and yeah. you're looking up at the Packers, I would drink a lot, too. Yeah, yeah you hey, live in If you yeah. spend more time in the winter at home drinking beer and not in playoffs, yeah. I would yeah. understand. That, that makes was, sense. Just thank you for Aaron Rodgers for having a comeback, because he looked like such a little bitch trying to chug that beer <laughs> at the Bucks game. Bakhtiari, is, he's my favorite left tackle ever. He's he's the best left tackle in the league. Fuck both of you with Trent Williams. He's the best left tackle in the league. And this man... 
chugs three beers like it's water, and then Aaron Rodgers chugs half of one and spits it up. <laughs> like, and then uh, Matt Stafford's wife posted a video of Stafford chugging beer, and Aaron comes back with, well, at least he found something he can do better than me. Ah, <laughs> like, I like it. That's great. That made me like Aaron a lot more. <laughs> right. Um, before, before we get into something you remind me of, I want to ask you how you think the new coach is gonna, the head coach is gonna play out for you guys. And Matt oh. Lafleur, he was here with the Redskins when Kyle Shanahan was here as a QB coach. We know him well. He is a very, very good football mind. Yep. One of the young up and comers. How do you think he's gonna do with this team? Is he, is he going to be able? Because with Sean McVay in LA, they brought in um, Wade Phillips to kind of give that other coach, older coach kind of mentality, be able to control the team. With Matt Lafleur. Do you kind of see that same kind of scenario breaking down? For Literally you guys? exactly the same. That's why we kept Mike Pettin. Right. That's why we didn't get rid of Pettin. That's why they were comfortable bringing Lafleur. I'm just happy that we got a head coach whose name is Lafleur, so I can make White Goodman impersonations the entire oh, season. Yeah. Cramming up your cram hole, Lafleur. <laughs> like that, that's going to be great for me. Um, but no, nobody I think, makes you bleed my own blood. Yeah. It's like God damn it, Lafleur. Except for when you play knockout. Like, yeah. One of my favorite times. Yeah. Except for when you play knockout, you tear your fucking Achilles. <laughs> what's, that, what's that line that he does when he has when he's stuffing the pizza down his pants and he's like, "I told you not to." Yeah. Don't interrupt me during my private reflection time. <laughs> my yeah. Private reflection. That's what happens when Rogers goes to knock on his office and tries to ask about like some kind of play he's just sitting there with a piece of pizza <laughs> with a picture of kyle shanahan right exactly yeah no it's gonna be a picture of sean mcveigh right, <laughs> yeah. oh but honestly so you think that you're gonna see the same type of product I'd... production from the green bay packers as the turnaround that you saw with the la rams well i wouldn't really it's not that much of a turnaround like the packers were really just decimated with injuries right, right. for most of last year and we had no pass rush that was our main thing. Clay Matthews was – his whole thing was he was never big, but he was fast. In the last two years, he hasn't been fast. Right. Like, I've noticed Clay's always been – he, like, the quarterback has enough time to see Clay beat his man, then get rid of the ball before Clay even gets to him. Right. And it's been infuriating me. And Nick Nick Perry is just a walking injury. He literally – he can't stay off the fucking injured reserve list. Yeah. So I'm glad he's gone too. We got two Smiths and Rashawn Gary to rush who are all three of them bigger than Clay and faster than P- Clay – Bigger than Perry and faster Sean than Perry. Gary is faster than Clay. He is. He's Dude, fast. He's, he's fast. the he ran the fastest forty yard dash yeah. in the history of defensive linemen. Yeah. So he's the fastest See, D lineman like, ever. As I a guess. Michigan like fan, Rashawn Gary used to piss me off so bad because there'd be two plays back to back where you'd be like, Oh damn, that's top ten talent right there in the draft. And then there'd be two or three plays you're just like Really? Like, that's been like, that was literally doing? his only knock like, was his he, motor. His, exactly. His yeah. motor is there when he wants to do it, but when he doesn't want to do it, he's like a that's why I like him coming he's into a, a spot where like, he's literally he's behind three guys. I think at Mike, D, at I think Mike Tatum will get on his yeah. ass though. That that is probably one of the most frustrating things about scouting is seeing a guy in his production, seeing his talent level, and then the motor stopping. Yep. Yeah. It's just like I want to see more. I want to be able to tell people you're awesome, but you're not giving it to me. Yep. Yeah. You're not giving me enough plays to see it. Thank you. So you think the the Packers are gonna have a great turnaround, and I really hope you do. And I, I think you guys are the front runners for that division. I think we still got to beat Chicago. If we beat Chicago week one, then I'll say we're the front runners. I think it all comes down to that Chicago running game. Yeah. If they have David Montgomery coming out with Tarek Cohen coming out the backfield hey. catching balls, if they're able to have five to four yards per carry, I think it's going to be hard to beat. There's been a lot of talk out of the Bears camp of David Montgomery. There's been a lot of talk out of Another dude, yeah. like I watched him Big 12 Iowa State dude, like carried Iowa State. Uh, Iowa State is a bunch of nobodies, and he yeah. carried them. So, so one thing you did remind me of when you talked crap about Trent Williams, the god. Um, I just <laughs> T-Got. Bring, T-Got. Yeah, he, no, he's T-Got. second best left tackle. T-Got. No, second sure. best t- left tackle yeah. in the league. Um, but Pete, Pete, Prisco, <laughs> Pete of CBS, came, who's a big Redskins hater, this is a known thing, so take this with a grain of salt, Redskins fans, but 
He did a top 100 of the NFL right now, and not one Redskins player was on that list. And look, you know, look, you can talk shit about the Redskins all you want, but let's look at the list of players that could possibly be on that 100 list. Jonathan Allen, Matt Ioannidis, who came on with fire over the past two years. See, if Ioannidis let's pump the brakes on that. If we were saying Ioannidis, then I could say Kyler Fackrell belongs on there because no, he got no, 10 and a half no, sacks. Ioannidis was a was Pro Bowl was on, last yeah, year. He was on place to be Pro Bowl until he got injured. So like, yeah, he was. He dominated last year. He was leading the league in sacks yeah. as an interior lineman. Yeah, he was a defensive was, end. Yeah. In a 3-4. He was like literally leading the league in sacks until he got injured. So him, Jonathan Allen, Trent Williams, and then Ryan Kerrigan. None of the those unforgotten guys. One. None of those guys made on the top 100. Do you think that's realistic? I don't think that's realistic. I think Trent Williams belongs on there. But that's Honestly, the only one out of those, to be honest. Yeah. Ryan Kerrigan is the most slept-on, underrated person in the whole league. I don't care what anybody says. He gets held on every single play. He gets play. held every play. I'm telling you, go go back last season. He's had double-digit sacks. And rewatch every yeah. single Redskins play. sacks every year except one. You'll see, you'll see this on Ryan Kerrigan, an arm across his neck with one arm going like this, trying to tell the ref, I'm being held. <laughs> you'll see that every single the rush by Ryan Kerrigan. will be the referee standing right as close as we are to us. And Ryan Kerrigan's like, hey, look at me, I'm getting held. And the referee's just like, yeah, whatever, fuck you. Yeah. It's just, right. look, 13 and a half sacks last season. And the year before that. One of those guys. Because he had Preston Smith on the outside. One of those guys <laughs> should have gotten in that top 100. It's, 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 it's laughable. But one thing I did want to bring up is I saw something, uh, I, uh, something came up in my Facebook memories. And it was J.J. Watt's tweet. And it was fake at the time. But saying that the top 100 list of the NFL Network was a complete waste because they had Dak Prescott. Two years ago, as the 14th best player in the NFL. Do you still think that's true today? Wait, wait, repeat that. Two years ago. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that right. Two years ago, the NFL's NFL Network's top 100 players. Like he's the 14th Prescott quarterback. At number 14. No, Look, of the like 14th NFL. quarterback. No, like 14th, yeah, 14th quarterback. 14th quarterback, that sounds right. 14th, 14th player in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, I have a bone to pick with every NFL player that voted on that list. Come see me face-to-face. -face. We, we need to talk. <laughs> right. I think I said it. Then. I think they had it as a prank. Like right. it was like some kind of NFL PA like memo went around. Like, look, we're all gonna vote for Dak Prescott. So how much, how much just Dak, to prove to them we don't Dak give a fuck about voters. this list. How much yeah. did Dak pay the voters? Right. Right. Uh, how many? This man Dak was campaigning after <laughs> every game, saying, "You gonna vote for me, Tom Hunter, right?" Like, <laughs> how many votes did Jerry Jones get? That's what I. Want. <laughs> right. Exactly. No both. My goodness, 14th best player in the in the NFL. That's laughing stock right now. But look, I tell you right now, Dak Prescott's agent is gonna take that right to Jerry Jones. Say, oh hey, yeah, no question. Million, <laughs> yep. best player two years ago. And Jerry Jones gonna be like, "Fuck." Well, I guess we gotta pay the man. <laughs> we gotta pay the man. No, I don't think Dak. How Prescott am I gonna pay for my eighty foot TV instead of the seventy foot TV? <laughs> Dude, he doesn't have TVs. He just has naked women with a projector on the back. That's true. Yeah. No, he just has literally like thirty or forty naked women just line up Dude, and they just those, get projected onto their backs. Those pictures that came out like five years ago, Jerry Jones with those young girls. Like, I don't know how much money he paid them. He oh. had to have. I don't know what. I mean, that is so <laughs> gross to think about. Like, I wouldn't even touch a woman even got close to Jerry Jones. So, oh, my God. You touch his thigh. Please get away from me. Go home. You looked gross. at him. You, looked, you made an eye contact with him. Get away. Like, ugh. Now, who is – I want to bring one bounce, one question off you guys. What is one team you could see coming out of nowhere this year? One team like the Bears of last year, like the Kansas City Chiefs Buffalo of last Bills. year. You see, think it's the Bills. I think you're on to something. But I, same team, state, different same team. team. Same state, same division. Cold I've, been, I've been saying it since the beginning. The Jets are going to be 9-7, 10-6 this year. Le'Veon Bell, Adam Gase. Everyone, like, Adam Gase didn't want Le'Veon Bell Adam Gase there. with the fucking eyes. Yeah, the eye man. The yeah. coke eye. <laughs> yeah. He didn't, he didn't want Le'Veon there because, like, they paid too much money for him, blah, blah, blah. 
watch. I guarantee he gets on the field with him. One time he's going to be like, yeah, give that man. Maybe Gage money. just knows how to motivate him because now he yeah. got his money. He's worried about him being motivated. He's exactly. so like, you know what? I'm going to let it out that I didn't even nah. want this motherfucker. I think that Adam Gase is going to use Le'Veon Bell like a goddamn porn star with a dildo. So. Overused, you say? Overused. <laughs> yeah. <exactly>. Overused. <laughs> Uh, look, I'm right there with you, but I think the difference for this Jets team is going to be Greg Williams in the defense. Yeah. Greg Williams brings an attitude, and especially with the playmakers they have on defense, I think that is going to be a legitimate top five, top yeah. ten defense. You should target them in fantasy, by the way. Hint, hint. I think that is what's going to propel Sam uh, Darnold in that offense to really go over the top, possibly be a wild card he's contender. Gonna, he's going to turn Jamal Addison to a – he's already a monster. He's going to turn him into a How about a, we just agree on this? I don't care what team it is. I just want it to come out of the AFC East and just not have the Patriots win the oh, division. Oh, well, that's not going to happen. Dude, you know that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Don't Look, go that far. If we're, <laughs> like, if we're putting on stuff for a Christmas list, how about we just, like, you know, combine the three other teams into one team? <laughs> and then maybe they'll be able to actually get within 10 points of the uh, Patriots man, in a Tom game. Tom Brady could have me out there playing running back and they go 12-4. Dude, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't understand. Belichick has to be paying, like, the owners of the other three teams in the division. Because there's no way that three teams can be this consistently shitty. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, George, George, uh, George R. Martin said it. That man made a deal with the devil. He turned to a White Walker. He just never ages. Like, you can't destroy him. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But the NFL is going to have to pay Tom Brady to retire. Yeah. Like, they're just like, dude, please leave. Like, nobody else can win. Please get the hell out no, of they're here. No, they're gonna. It's gonna literally. It's gonna be an exact Star Wars replica where Belichick starts to look more and more like the Emperor, and they're just gonna start replacing <laughs> Brady's body parts to make him Vader. And he's literally just gonna be coming out there Brady's in a crazy dark moment. Yeah, he's gonna be Robocop, and just you know, Belichick's gonna be over there like, he's like good, down. good. So, so what you're telling me is strike that, down the Jets now. So what you're telling me is that Tom Brady's Jon Snow. <laughs> he, he, got, he died a couple years ago, but they brought him back to life. He's not gonna die yep. ever again. Pretty much, yeah. I could definitely see that being true. Brady's going to be playing until he's 70, just like uh, with bionic like, legs and bionic arms. Wheelchair. Like, yeah. set height and push yourself back. I'm telling you, the NFL's going to have to buy him out. Like, his, that's yeah. the only way. Like, they're going to have to buy out him and His Tom brain Brady. gets There's replaced gonna... with a logic computer. So it's like 48.2% percentage of accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> Even if Tom Brady ever leaves, if Belichick stays there and they continue dominating, then they're going to have to have a Belichick rule. Like, Belichick can only just have for 25 players on his roster. Yeah, like, gonna, just for parity. The, the Belichick Belichick's trophy. not allowed to draft anymore. He can only it. get free agents. They're going to rename <laughs> it the Belichick trophy, not the Lombardi trophy. Right. Hey, to, hey come from a Packer fan, I feel like I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. He's wanted enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck it. They Honestly, that should be considered. I think yeah. there should be an argument that, that can be They could make it the Lombardi-Belichick trophy. I wouldn't yeah. give a shit about that. Yeah. Or, uh, the LB trophy. Or rename the, the Super Bowl and the Belichick the Bowl. Belichick bowl. <laughs> the, the, belly super bowl. Belly. <laughs> the Super Belly. <laughs> the Super Belly. The Super Belly. Oh, man. Uh, you know what's crazy is the other, uh, last night I was watching NFL Network and the 2007 NFC Championship game was on with between the Packers and the Giants yeah. and Plexico Burris is on the Giants. Brett Favre was that quarterback. We should have won that game, but Favre threw a pick in overtime. Uh, I remember I that so, game. I was so bitter when I watched that happen. In the I remember because I remember Driver getting a ninety-yard touchdown early on. I was like, "We're about to kill the Giants," and then we scored no more points. I was so bitter. I remember that game. I was at my house rooting for the Packers. I think everyone. And I just was. remember. <laughs> I just remember Brett Favre throwing that out route. As soon as he looked as as at he, it, I knew it was picked. As soon as he let it go, I was like, before oh. he even threw it, I saw Favre just turn his head. Was I was it, like, was he's gonna fucking throw it. It was a Webster. Or was it? Was it? It wasn't DRC. No, it wasn't DRC. It was, I think uh, it was Webster. I think it was Mike Webster. I don't remember who did it. I just remember. I remember blaming Favre the whole time. <laughs> oh, Favre, he might as well picked it off himself. Like <laughs> it was Favre just, intercepted by Favre, dude. Favre was Kirk Cousins back yeah. in the 90s with a better yeah. arm. <laughs> yeah. Just literally threw games away, but just everyone was just fascinated when he threw literally, the Literally, but the thing was, like, being a Packer fan growing up, watching Favre and rooting for Favre your entire life, like, 
he threw a pick in overtime in the NFC Championship game, and I wasn't even mad. I just went, you live by the far if you die by the far. Yeah, that was my only thought. That was my only thought. I was just like, what are you going to do? You know, like, like, you know how the MLB had made That's why I love Aaron Rodgers so much yeah. now. He's far without the picks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just far of being far. Just farved. trying to get massage girls and rub his dick. You know, just yeah. far of being far, dude. Normal stuff. Hey, if it stops him from throwing picks. <laughs> let Deanna chill her ass out with her breast cancer and let Favre go get some hand jobs from Susan. Speaking of Favre, there was a rumor that came out a couple days ago that yeah. he was going to come out of retirement. He posted that. He posted that on his Instagram yeah. and then he deleted it. Oh my he said God. his Instagram got Look, hacked. Color. I hope so. Everybody not surprised. Right. Exactly. Because I looked at that, I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> Brett Favre just wants to come out of the crypt. Right. Like, yeah, I'm good. Ugh. Right. Exactly. He needs a walker out in the XFL. Vince Vince uh, McMahon's like, yeah, come oh, on, bro. Shit. XFL Favre, that would be kind of lit. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he could be, be a lit. head coach. I wouldn't mind Favre as a head no, coach. He's playing quarterback for nothing. Else. <laughs> I know. I'm aware. Or like, quarterback, head coach, and GM. Hey, slash owner. That's what I wanted Aaron Rodgers to be when we hired. Before we hired Lafleur, I was like, can we just make Rodgers the first ever player head coach? <laughs> Let's be honest. Right now, the XFL, the only way the XFL could surpass the NFL is if they 100% allowed legalized steroids. <laughs> yeah. That would be so much fun to watch. You're right. Everyone would watch it. There'd Look, be 90 yard field goals. I mean, that's right. XFL is going to get great ratings because they're going right as the Super Bowl ends. XFL comes on. Up until I think they timed this right camp. because we're going to have this year and maybe next year before the collective bargaining agreement right. implodes. And yeah. there could be which I've been saying for four. Four years, 2020 is our last year. Yeah. I've been saying that since 2016. Because if you look at the CBA, it's a fucking time bomb. And they have no, like, there's no kind of wordage for any kind of extension grace period. Mm-hmm. And the players want guaranteed money like NBA. And the owner's like, get the fuck want, out they, of they here. They want weed legalized, all that shit. Yeah. Like, Marius Smith, the head of the NFLPA, already sent out a letter to all the NFL money, players. Yeah. Start saving your money now because yeah. we are already banking on that strike happening. Yeah, exactly. That's I've, I've been saying since 2016. about the negotiation yeah. process? They don't, the they owners don't nowhere. give a fuck. Nowhere nope. fast. The players want to be treated like NBA players, and it's understandable why the owners don't want to do it. It's going to cut into their profits by oh, probably yeah. like... 70 or 80 percent well they'll make 20 percent of what they're, they're making not gonna be able they're not gonna be able to sustain a business yeah. with yeah. being able to play have to pay their top guys nba top money with trying to pay well, everyone they're not, else they're not even plus, saying the amount like they don't want 200 million dollar contract no, 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 they I'm want not, the guarantee yeah, yeah i understand yeah. That's it's just not profitable. No, they, it's not. No, nobody is going to be able to do that. The, what's happening is imagine is if it, someone it's Rome. Like, yeah. Rome is what's happening to the NFL. Something that was so beautiful for so long, you're starting to see the end here, yeah. and you're starting to see the players wanting more, wanting more. But it's going to literally capsize the entire league. Yeah, it's going to make the league go under, yeah. and it sucks because you want the players just to say, you know what, I love football. I'm gonna go out there and play it. But the way the speed that it's at, the kind of violence, the, yeah, that the, the medical, the, in, the whole medical I don't blame aspect them, you need of those it. type of reassurances. I'm at that point where I'm, I don't blame each either side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't. Like, you see where, the side of both. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It makes total sense because you guys are literally risking your livelihoods when you're 80 years old. You can't hear anything. You can't think. Shit, when you're 60 yeah. years old, you're like, right. When you're what? 50, huh? that's Junior Seau. When about you're it. naked walking the street to your neighborhood <laughs> trying to talk to the milkman, you know, it kind of makes sense why you don't you want some medical coverage, you know. And uh, but from the owner standpoint, you're you're they're literally gonna kill your profits, yeah. and you're you're gonna end up selling it, and the league is gonna get ruined. The thing is, though, they can renegotiate all the TV deals. Like I think the TV deals come up soon in the next couple of years, so like that's gonna be even more money in their pockets. Like. Yep. And the NFL is guaranteed. I mean, yeah. look, even when the I think the NBA or the Game of Thrones still had the most viewers, it was still like less than what an NFL Sunday is. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was some un- unreal, like an NFL game. It's unreal how much publicity. And yeah, how the, NFL the NFL is almost too big to fail, but not yeah. quite. Yeah. Not quite. Look, they just have to be smart about it and have the patience to say, we don't want to get 
thrown under the bus here. We, yeah. we don't want to ruin such a good thing. You think about in the early 90s, did you really think that this was ever going to be possible? Yeah. Yeah, not really. Not no. not the the way it's expanded now. Like you have mid two thousands when it was at the core of just exploding. Yeah. Paint Manning's prime years. You never thought that it would come to this. Yeah. The and game has also fast. changed a lot too. It's yeah. all about big points on the board. Yeah. You're not seeing seven to three games like you did back in the nineties. Right. That's a that's like a low scoring quarter. So you're now. barely even seeing twenty one to like fourteen games. Yeah, exactly. Like thirty Except plus. Except when the Redskins uh, are playing. Yeah. Yeah, you get maybe what, what? maybe hell? one shutout you a get season. Seventeen now? to fourteen games, right? And that's if like you have the number one defense against the dead last ranked offense, like AKA Redskins games. Yeah, exactly. But I do think the the Bears that type of team this year that could kind of bring back the old ways of Man, ground and pound and great defense. <laughs> I, I think that's the way that the NFL could kind of change back. Going really, to... fuck John Gruden. How are you gonna give up Khalil Mack? Like smart, smart piece yeah. of shit and he we offered two first round picks too but he wanted the because we wouldn't offer our two Look, this year i legit thought we he was wanted to be a packer for like the longest time. yeah because yeah. we had the ammo and yeah. we we offered two first round picks but it was our uh saints pick and our pick next year yeah. and like no we want either the saints pick and your pick this year or both your picks and we're like no nah, we're not doing that think about that john gruden let Mack go right let him go and then was still able to get away amari cooper yeah I mean, yeah. the dude had three first-round picks. He's just a fucking genius. All who I think will produce. And he's going to have two next year. Heavily for uh, them. That's a question I wanted to ask about fantasy is Josh Jacobs, a new running back, rookie running back out of Oakland. How do you guys think this is going to shape out? Where do you think – is he going to be that possible up-and-coming running back? See, whenever you were talking about who's going to be that up-and-coming next dude, I was going to say Josh Jacobs, but we, like, kind of moved off of it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I think know, he's going to do big things in that offense. I just don't know because Alabama running backs with man. the way that Mike Mayock, the John yeah. Gruden, the way that they've been sitting by the wayside, judging the NFL, kind of studying everything, how everything breaks down. I think they're going to go towards a new trend. I don't think they're going to go towards a ground and pound anymore. Going to get Antonio Brown doesn't really reek of ground and pound. Yeah. That reeks of spreading the ball out. And one sleeper pick I would say to keep an eye on is Tyrell Williams. Yeah. He has made a lot of noise in training camp for Oakland. And he could be a solid number two. For he's them. gonna get the number one. He's gonna get single coverage because everyone's gonna roll the coverage to AB. So yeah, he should be able to produce big you, this year. You would hope so. Who's gonna leave AB one on one? That's a good point. That is a very good point. All right, well we gotta cut it short, everyone. I'm sorry because I'm an idiot and we didn't record the first fucking hour that we recorded. <laughs> so I apologize. Thanks, Snyder. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Another white Redskins fan here. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please like and share our page. You can find us on YouTube and iTunes, Facebook, Twitter. Look us up. Find us out. Chris, thank you for coming in and joining us, my Absolutely, brother. Man, thank it's you. Always for good to do see it you. again, my man. Gotta yes, do it sir. again. All right, Mike. Send us off now. Burgundy Zone. Redskins football. Woo! Another 8-8 eight eight season.